Right. And it's like a product that never existed in the world before. It only existed in my mind and like I can make it exactly how I want it. Welcome to Peak Pyrography, the wood-burning podcast, where we discuss artistry and process with creators in the wood-burning and pyrography community. I'm your host, Justine Fetty. I was introduced to wood-burning in 2020, and I haven't put my burner down since. If you've been enjoying the podcast, make sure to subscribe, like, or comment on this episode, or give us a rating on whatever platform you're using. That's a great way for you to help support the show and to help me continue making it. And now for me to help you... I know that inspiration for creatives can sometimes be a stumbling block. So I offer you an opportunity for a challenge this week with a one word prompt. The word for this week is flight. I encourage you to create a piece inspired by that word and share it on Instagram. But since Instagram recently removed the recent tab from hashtags, I don't have one. Make sure to tag me at peak pyro podcast. So I get to see what you make. I'll share a couple of your designs in my stories next week. And do you have an idea for a prompt that you want to hear featured on the podcast? Share your ideas at peak-pyro.com slash prompts. Now for this week, we're chatting with Allie Shills from Allie and Nick's Crafts. I've been following her and her nature-inspired art for quite a while now and was really excited to hear from her. She's been selling her crafts at local markets around Southeast Michigan for the last couple of years and has really great advice and ideas to share about how to find success while selling at them. I enjoyed hearing about how she got started wood burning and what she's planning to do next. And now you get to tune in too and hear what, where she's going. Hi, Allie. Welcome to Peak Pyrography. Hi, how's it going? It's going well today. How are you doing? Doing well. Enjoying this lovely spring day that we've got. Yes, I actually got my full garden in, so I'm excited about that and just loving that. Awesome. And where are you? Where Where is that garden, and where are you located? It is in Lower Michigan, kind of in the Metro Detroit area. It's a cool place. That's where I grew up. Yeah. Love it. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I grew up in Rochester. Wow, I did not know that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty close. It's like uh, 20 minutes away from me. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That's fun. That's fun. Um, so you are here today to talk about some of your wood burning and um, what what got you started in wood burning? Um, the short story is I did it for Christmas projects. Um, the long story, do you want the long story? (laughs) Absolutely. Let's, this is long form. Let's go for (laughs) it. Okay. All right. Here we go. So my husband, when we were dating, he actually wrote and illustrated a book for me as a birthday gift. And he made the covers out of wood and he wanted to wood burn the covers. So he brought, he bought like a walnut hollow versatile and the cover. And then after he gave it to me, he was like, Alex, I think that you would really like this. You should try it. And I was like, all right, yeah, I'll give it a go. Um, and I did. And I did like a little Michigan ornament. And I was just going to make them for my immediate family. And then I was like, I love this. And then I made more. And it ended up being like everybody I knew got one for Christmas that year. But um, you get an ornament, you get an ornament. Everybody right, gets a Michigan ornament. <laughs> exactly. And then I was kind of hooked. That's that's great. So are you are you still using that Versa tool today? No, I'm using still Walnut Hollow, but the Creative Burner. Yeah, it's a great. But I have his book. Do you want to see the book? It's kind of like an yes. origin story. Oh yeah, definitely. Tale. Yeah. All right, here it is. The origin of the fart. Of the fart. Yep. That, that's amazing. <laughs> Full color illustrations, all original. but that's very cool it's it's a bound book for those of you listening on uh who aren't who aren't tuned in on youtube you can come find us on youtube and watch the video here um but it's a it's a looks like it's a paper book with wooden front and back bound together right yeah so this was this a a story of how you two met (laughs) This was a story of the origin of the fart. 
like how okay. how the first fart came to be. Okay. All right. 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 Yes. I did. I didn't know if you had connected over a fart. Or <laughs> No, it was kind of like a joke between us. So he did a whole book on it, which then I was like, okay, well, now we're like instantly like even more in love. This is amazing. Um, (laughs) I loved it. Yeah. It was like we were dating. So I think it was probably like maybe 13 years ago. Oh, so you've been doing this for a while then. I didn't actually try it for a long time. He suggested it. And then I was like, oh, yeah. And then finally, I picked it up. I think it was like 2017 or something, somewhere around then. That's that's still a fair while, six or so years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So you what you started with those ornaments and then kind of where did it go from there? I did those and then I was doing some magnets and then in 2020 when the pandemic happened I was like I really want to try to make bigger pieces I was like how are people doing these huge pieces and so I started looking up like going on Instagram and finding other wood burners and looking up things on YouTube and stuff and so that was when I really started trying to make bigger things sure that's cool um and did you so you went from like the small rounds to bigger pieces and were you finding that you enjoyed the bigger pieces or was the smaller stuff more enjoyable for you? No. When I did the first one, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is awesome. Just opening new doors. Yeah. Big pieces forever. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Cause the small ones, I mean, they're time consuming and you can never sell them for how much time you put in into them for like a little magnet. So it's nice to have something bigger. And what kind of stuff do you like to put into those designs? Do you design your own? Do you use templates? Um, sometimes I'll use a template, but a lot of times I um, will use, I really like to use pictures that I've taken. So I like to travel and I'll see something that I think is cool. It's usually some kind of a creature and then take a picture, a whole bunch of pictures. And then I can go back through and see which one is the best angle and then I'll use that and uh, pick the lines I like and transfer it from my photo. And do you typically do more of a line style or more of like a, a, a more of a line drawing or more of like a realistic um, style? I, say, I think it's more, it's not super realistic, but I do like to do like a bold outline with just line work and then add color on the inside. I don't really like to do much shading with the wood burner itself because I want it to last a long time. And as we all know, wood burning fades after a while. So it does, especially when you put in that sunlight. Yeah. And that like really light shading, uh, it fades the fastest. Yep. Yeah. And then you like to put some bright colors into yeah, your designs. Lots of colors, yeah. <laughs> so what, what do you use to add that coloring? Um, okay, I'm going to give away my secrets. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're here uh, for I, it, though. Yeah, yeah. So I use watercolor markers. And awesome. I just love it. The only thing is when you do the markers, they bleed when you put them on the wood. So you have to make sure you have a really bold outline that, like, burns deep. Or it will, like, seep all over your thing. It'll be a huge mess. Oh, yeah. That's, that's um, a great little tip. Yeah, but I can show you the markers if you want. Yeah, what brand they, and they I, are artist loft, but I think you can use any kind just from artist loft. Go to the store and grab some, and then I have some too that are Tombow. Nice, yeah, cool. And I will put some links to those in the show notes. So people okay. can go grab, grab those if they're interested. Um, yeah, find them real easily. Yeah, definitely. Um, cool. So you, your your online presence, you go by Ally underscore and underscore Nick's underscore crafts on right, Instagram. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it sounds a lot more convoluted when I say it like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, where did that name come from? Um, so Allie, I'm Allie. Half my family calls me Allie. The other half calls me Al or Alex or Snail Wax, my sister. <laughs> um, but yeah, 
Um, so Allie, me, and then Nyx, when I started getting more serious about wood burning and I really wanted to make an Instagram page, I, we had just recently adopted a dog, um, a rescue dog. And she was just like so shy, so scared of everything. But every time I sat down to wood burn, she'd like jump up and curl, curl up right next to me. Oh, so this smells so good. I'm so comforted by this. Exactly. She's like the dog behind the business. She's always there when I'm making something. And um, she's like my emotional support dog. I have her picture. This is her picture. Oh, sweet Nyx. Yes. (laughs) Darling. Um, And we worked with her a lot. And she eventually came out of her shell and learned how to just be a dog. And she's such a good dog. Um, but yeah, so I was like, oh, Allie and Nyx, we're right here. We're making stuff. I'll name it Allie yeah. and, Nyx. And, that's- and so with the crafts, is that is wood burning mostly what you do? Do you do other crafts within um, the the umbrella of Allie and Nyx crafts? Right, yeah. Um, so I put crafts at first because I didn't know exactly what I wanted it to be. This page, I knew I wanted to put some art stuff out there, but wasn't sure I you can go back to the beginning. It's just like a bunch of random stuff that's posted that I made. Um, it eventually narrowed down to more wood burning. But yeah, I just kept the crafts because I still like to do random things and I don't want to limit it to just wood burning. So I did bracelets. I've been doing bracelets on a kick in the winter because it's something easy that I can just watch TV while I'm doing, like kind of like a mind break. Um, and then do you... And then you sell a lot of stuff at markets. So do those sell pretty well at markets? Yeah, this is my first year trying the bracelets at markets. So um, I'm not sure about that yet. But okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Keep, let us know. I will. I definitely will. That'll be cool to... And, and so he's touching a little bit. You do local markets and um, what... Are there some favorites that you've been to or that you're going to soon that you want to kind of let people know about um so this whole summer my friend katie and i uh decided to do farmer's market she does microgreens um and i do the wood burning and whatever other crafts i want to bring so Um, uh, i'm not i'm not sure that i know what are microgreens is that like vegetables and oh yeah 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 i can do her whole i can do her whole spiel so they (laughs) are um like eight to 10 day old little plants and they're actual sprouts of like kale or sunflowers. And they contain more nutrients than the actual full grown plant. So they're very good for you. So they're just little sprouts and she cuts them and puts them in a box and she sells them like that. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> You've heard it once or twice for sure. Sharing yeah. Yeah. Them. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. I have to know. Cause when she leaves to go to the bathroom or something, I need to be the one who can do it. So yeah. 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 <laughs> So but, um, her microgreens and your wood burning together in one booth. Yeah. So we cha- changed markets. Last year we did one in a town close by Milford. And now we're doing one in South Lyon, which is a little bit bigger. We wanted to try a Saturday market this year. So we're going to be in South Lyon um, just almost every other weekend this summer. Um, and I will I post when we're going to be there, like throughout the so, week, I'll say we're getting ready for the market this Saturday. And also, if anyone's I have, wanting like, to go find Allie, make sure you're following her on Instagram. Yeah, come to the market, come see us. We'd love to see you. In person's the best. Um, so what, what challenges have you experienced with markets? Um, I think... There's not a ton of challenges. I would say that the toughest thing is the weather. You're kind of like dependent on that. So the wind is the worst. When it's windy, it's just like, oh, everybody's holding their stuff down. That, yeah, windy is the worst. Rainy is okay because there's a tent, but not that great. But that's the biggest challenge. The weather really impacts the amount of people who are going to come that day. Sure, sure. And and what have been some really great takeaways that you've had from doing local markets? Yeah, there's a lot of really good takeaways. Um, I'd say the first one is they're super low pressure. It's just like whatever you have, 
um, you can bring. And it's like a great place to try out new product ideas, a great place to figure out your pricing, because sometimes you just don't know. Um, so do you put a price on it and have people go, oh, what a deal. And you're right. like, next week, that's going up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you kind of like get a feel for like what people will pay for, for certain items. And um, yeah, so that's nice to just like get a lot of feedback. Because I like to do another bigger just like a weekend show once a year. And the farmer's market gives me a lot of idea of like what products are going to do well there and what I should put my prices at and stuff like that. So that's a good benefit. Another huge benefit is just the community building because you're there with the same vendors every time you go. So each time you get to talk to them, you get to learn more and more about them and they end up being friends by the end of the market, which is really cool. And, and you can kind of pass ideas back and forth with them right pass ideas figure out what other markets they do what they like um also just like sometimes they'll have a product that you guys that we can collaborate on like a friend does dried flowers and I'm working on a new idea with my little uh air plant holders I'm gonna I've got some ideas in the works and I want to do dried flowers in those and hers are beautiful. So I was able to find some really cool ones from her for that. That's cool. And so you'll put them, you'll make your ideas happen and put them all together and then can turn around and sell a better product. Right, right. Yeah, definitely. And they're um, really inexpensive to do. So it's like, you don't have a ton invested in it. It's that's also why it's so low pressure because it's like, I mean, between Katie, my friend Katie and I, we're paying like $10 each for this market. So that's not bad. Week, yeah. So it's like, oh, if nothing sells that week, it's okay. Maybe next week I'll sell something for 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah. And even if you don't sell anything, it's like the experience and the knowledge you get from just going, having to set your stuff up, having to bring all this stuff, um, talking to people. It's always, there's always something to be gained by it. For sure. Yeah. Um, so you said that last year you were at one market and this year you've transitioned to a different market and the day of the week was a factor there. What was, was there a price difference for you as a vendor? Were there other factors that, impacted that decision? How do you decide which markets to do? Um, There was no price difference. It was just, um, we thought Saturday might be a little bit bigger market. And then this area also has more vendors and they have like food trucks and stuff like that. So we thought it might be fun to switch to a different one. Bring more people in, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Broaden the connection base. Yeah, cool. What kind of prep do you have to do for markets? Um, well, this one is an early morning one. So I get everything prepped the day before. We've only done one so far. But yeah, so I got everything packed up on Friday. Um, as far as art prep, I just make whatever I can. Some days I'll be like, my husband's name is Greg. I'll be like, Greg, I need like... I really need to crack down today and get a ton of stuff done. I really just want to like make a whole bunch of stuff. And he's like, okay. So he really takes over for Quincy. Um, that's your, that's your child. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's super helpful. He's amazing. Awesome. So, so it's a partnership between you and your, your husband to take right. care of the baby and make Allie and Nick's happen. Right. Yeah. I definitely, he is a huge factor in making Allie and Nick's happen. That's cool. Um, do you take your family with you to markets or is that like just Allie time? Yeah, that's just Allie time. Like she's so young that if I had her at markets, she's just like at that age where she doesn't want to sit anywhere. She's almost two. So she doesn't want to be in a stroller. She doesn't want to just sit anywhere. She's like, so my mind would be in like two total two different places, mostly on her. So I just yeah. she stays. So yeah. she gets to have a day with dad. Yes, she stays with dad. Yeah. And then last year it was on Thursdays, so she stayed with my mom. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, and then what do you I know that you had an Etsy site and you don't have a whole lot up on your Etsy right now. So what do yeah. you find the 
benefits of in-person versus online selling or challenges? Yeah, uh, my Etsy is very neglected. Um, I'm just kind of seeing what happens with that or what I want to do with it. Um, I just don't like to ship. So that's the challenge of, uh, of Etsy. I like in person a lot better. Um, I also, it's just like so gratifying to talk to the people who are actually buying your art. It, and may, uh, yeah, and I like hear that the stories of where it's going. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really great. And shipping is a pain going to the oh. post office and paying for it. And yeah, and figuring out like cute packaging and all that kind of stuff. I get stressed about that. So it's nice when you can just have your product there and sell it in person. For sure. For sure. So um, you've been making the do you have any of your air airpods around because that's a term I'm not entirely familiar with. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have one right here. So um, this is an airplane, the little Air guy plant. in there. And they're cool because they don't need soil to grow. So he just grows. Oh, interesting. Um, and they need indirect sunlight and just a little spritz of water every so often. It seems like the perfect nice. plant. Yeah, yeah. I can neglect. Sometimes I'll neglect those for like oh, a few weeks, maybe a month, and they do fine. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, that's nice. And it works well with the wood burning because you don't need dirt. And I don't want to fill something with dirt that has like wood burned. Has art, art on it. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you said that you'll often get your inspiration from nature and um, from various creatures. And uh, one of yours that one of your pieces that sticks in my mind is um, from, oh, the North the south shore of Lake Superior. What were the pa painted rocks? Is that the right yeah. one? Yeah, yes, pictured rocks. Pictures rocks. Yeah. Yeah, I like to, that one was, that's just like a really special place to me. Up north is, well, up north, you're from Michigan. Up north yep. can be considered anything north of you in Michigan. Right. But um, my up north is all the way in the UP and Lake Superior. Anywhere along there is just so comforting and beautiful and it's like a whole different world it's really nice um and the pictured rocks one is one of the best places up there yeah <laughs> for sure yeah it's it's a gorgeous area and so you you take inspiration from the nature around you whether it's um scenes or whether it's animals yeah yeah I do so I think all of most of the pieces that I do, I'd, I'd have to look, but I think almost all of the creatures I have actually seen in person. So it's just like a way of preserving memories for me. Um, oh, that's that's a great way of thinking of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it, I usually uh, do creatures too, like an individual image. I don't like to do scenes. Every time I do a scene, I'm like, oh, I hate I have to do more background now. Oh yeah, no. yeah. It's a hey background. Yeah. <laughs> that, that pictured rocks one was a little out of my comfort zone because it was like a landscape, which is I don't usually do, and it was also a scene, and I was like, oh my gosh! But I really wanted to try it, so I'm glad I did. Uh, yeah, and that one turned out really great, and definitely stuck in my mind. <laughs> Thanks. That's cool to hear. Um, did you? What what kind of stuff gets you excited? Like, is there a particular project that gets you excited or a particular thing that you're like, oh, I just can't wait to burn whatever? Yeah, it's usually traveling. Uh, my husband and I really like to travel. And while we're on a trip, I'll be like, oh, this is so cool. And it's usually like centered around a moment. So it will be um, like the flamingo one I did. We saw actual flamingos. And they were just so cute and like so shy. In the wild, and not at like a zoo. In the wild. Yeah, we also saw them at a zoo and they were not shy. But in the wild, <laughs> they, were, they were really shy. Um, and I was like, I want to burn this. I have to burn these. It's just so cool. So most of most of the things I burn are from moments that I've had while traveling. That's That's really cool. I like that. Wait, I love your idea of a way to preserve your memories. 
and then, you know, share them with other people who may have had similar memories and like, oh yeah, I saw flamingos. I need this flamingo piece. Yeah. Right. My friend was like, my daughter's favorite animal is a flamingo. That's so cool. Oh yeah. You're like, it's available on my website. <laughs> I'm so bad about that though. Cause I'll make a piece and I'll be like, I'm just going to keep this one. And I do it with like, <laughs> every single one. You just have piles yeah. everywhere. Yeah, like, right. I can't right. give, I can't get rid of this one yet. This one's special. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so we've touched on it a little bit, but you're currently using the Walnut Hollow Creative Woodburner. Yeah. And you started with the Versa tool. Are there other tools that you've used? Do you like the solid nib or the wire nib versus the solid nib? I definitely like the wire nib. I did like the just basic Versa tool um, and I used that for a long time. But uh, when I started making the bigger pieces is when I got this new burner and it just was a game changer. Like being able to adjust the temperature is really nice. And then the lines like this tip, my favorite tip, my only tip that I use is uh, just it makes really nice thin lines. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah. Yep. The what is that a pointed shader? I don't even know what it's supposed to be for. I never use it for shading, I only use it for lines, so I don't know. Yeah, you kind of turn it up on its side and use it almost as a cutting tool. Yeah, right. Yeah, yep. Um, and then you said we talked about what your favorite color additives are. Do you end up putting any finishes on your wood or do you leave it exposed? I don't finish it, I don't like how it kind of like, I like the wood color to be really bright. Um, So I don't like to finish it for that reason. And also the fading issue, like I said earlier, um, I want to be able to go back and touch things up if they end up fading. And so I like to just leave them unfinished. I don't know. I just, I like it like that. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that for sure. Yeah. Like problems with, with finishing, like, um, the color bleeds or it didn't soak in right or you get splotches. I don't know. It just, I don't, I can't commit to taking that finished piece and then spraying that on it and just wondering if it's going to work or not. That I, I totally understand that for sure. Yeah. Cause it's scary. You're like, it's done. It's perfect. It's beautiful. Yeah. I, I can't touch it anymore. Hands off. I'm done. <laughs> Yeah, and I would say like there's like a twenty percent chance that something's gonna happen if you spray that on there, and you just never know. Yeah, what are your favorite surfaces to burn on? I like the air plant holders that I do, and those I make myself. Um, oh, they're that's out of- sweet. <laughs> Thanks. They're out of maple, um, so I really like that. So, and do you have a shop in the back where you make them? I have- or- yeah, I have kind of like a makeshift shop in the garage. Awesome. Yeah. And you can do yeah. all your sanding and all your drilling and all your right. it is processing. A process. Yeah, it starts off as just a plain old log. So, uh, yeah. And That's then cool. the other, other surfaces, uh, I like, I, I don't know if it's called, I don't like, end grain like when the logs just sliced I yeah. like it to be like a panel style long grain long grain yeah that's it um because it just takes color better like the end grain will soak it all in really fast and it makes right. it harder with watercolors to blend but yeah um, long, long grain m- makes it easy to like get that nice ombre like color fade look yeah and someone explained that to me that it's kind of like a tree is kind of like a whole bunch of straws all stuck together. Oh, yeah. Was it Renee? Yeah. Yes. That's a yes. great analogy. Yeah. Um, and so for, for listeners who haven't heard this, it's, you know, it's kind of like a whole bunch of straws all stuck together. And then you slice the straws and then you either have basically holes for it to go through. And that's your end grain when you've sliced it into, you know, rounds or something. Or you're slicing the the straws long ways and... um that's your that's the long grain and that oh, let that kind of holds the color better because it's not just getting sucked through the straws yeah right yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's absolutely that's a really good analogy and i i 
That makes sense. Long green works really well for you with the colors that you add. Yeah, definitely. Um, so maple, and then did you say what what the long oh, green? Um, the long green, I usually just get a walnut hollow plank or surface from the, the craft store. Sure. That make easy to find. Yeah. Available. Yeah, easy to find. Right, right. Yeah. And um, what kind, when you're burning, when you're doing that, what kind of safety items do you use to, to take care of yourself? Right. Yeah. Um, I use, I brought it. I use a mask. This is my mask. That's. And then it's pretty, with, pretty intense. With a good carbon filter in there to yeah. keep the smoke out of your lungs. Yeah. And then I, I use two fans. This one's actually my um, like stroller fan. I don't know if you have one of these. <laughs> for, for my daughter but I said like a tripod like, and yeah, yeah yeah I set it right next to my piece and then I have a larger fan that's like on the edge of the table so they're just kind of like both pointed away from me to suck the smoke away pulling the smoke away right yep yeah um and when you're when you're creating art what's happening in the background has Greg taking Quincy away and just giving you time or is there what's happening in the background yes that that has happened that's like phase one um usually I just sit on the couch and I have a tv tray I don't have a desk like a lot of people have really cool setups and I'm like wow that was awesome they've got art all around it um yeah I just have a tv tray you're like I have and... my cardboard box with my banner <laughs> yeah. and my fans <laughs> exactly Sometimes if I get really fancy, I'll like set up two next to each other. So I have a little whoa, bit more space. Whoa. I know. And um, then I usually am watching a show that I don't actually have to be looking at to follow. So it's usually something that I've like either already watched before and I like or some kind of like, I don't know, reality show that I can just listen to. And you're like, oh, this drama. This yeah, drama. right. Yeah, I love it. But yeah, that really just gets me into that flow state really fast. If that all those factors are happening, that and and do you, are you do you do it early in the morning or late at night? I usually so if Greg's not home, if it's not like a weekend day, I just do it during her nap, my daughter's nap. So like you're I down have, my time. <laughs> yeah, so I have a solid like hour to two hours to um, burn. So it's usually in the middle of the day. If I actually have a full day, like if I could do it at any time that I wanted, it would be right like when I get up. Get started right away. and Yeah. Yeah. Um, so does Allie and Nix keep you busy full time or it sounds like you've, you're mom most of the time and Allie and Nix when you can fit it in? Yeah. Um, Allie and Nix is just like my passion project. It, it's what makes me happy. So um, I That's just the do thing whenever, to be doing. Yeah. So it's just whenever I can, whenever I feel like it, I try not to put a lot of pressure on it for like posting on social media or getting things on Etsy. That's why my Etsy is so neglected. Um, yeah, I just do it when I can. And it's not full time and I don't want it to be. I'd... Yeah, it, it's nice to have that plate, that safe space to go to that's not like okay, well, you got to be making money. You got to be doing X, Y, Z. All this should start showing up. And you're like, today, we're just going to, we're just going to do what feels good. Yeah. And I did actually try that for one summer because um, I was like, I'm just going to try art for a summer and see what happens. And I ended up just hating it. I never wanted to make anything. I was always like, oh, I got to gotta make some more stuff today and like I don't I just was so uninspired by it like having having to make money from it made it more stressful for me so I like it to be just like a side thing just to do in my free time that's really cool that you took the summer and then you like walked it back and you're like okay now we're gonna just yeah I'm gonna go back to doing it the way that I've found a lot of enjoyment yeah because that's definitely a fear if you're like, I can take this and make this full time. And then it, what if it doesn't work out? Yeah, it took the joy right out of it. Yeah. Well, 
Um, let's take a real quick break here and we'll be back in a couple minutes. All right, sounds good. And we're back now with Allie of Allie and Nick's Crafts. Hi, Allie. Welcome back. Hi. Um, so we, um, between being a full-time mom and a part-time wood burner, do you find time to take care, to do other things for yourself or is wood burning your self-care? What's your kind of routines for that look like? Um, yeah, wood burning is self-care when I feel like it I don't like I said I don't really like to put a lot of pressure on it so if I really feel like it I'll do it if not I'll do something else I feel like I have too many hobbies I like to garden too I like to read um so all those things kind of just cycle through sometimes I'm more into one and uh sometimes I completely forget about one for like a few months usually that's reading in the summer <laughs> um, <laughs> like it's summer yeah, I gotta be so at the pool <laughs> Right, exactly. Like I, I, I can only have time for this this summer. So I feel like reading is more of like a fall winter activity for me. And then gardening rolls around in the spring, and then in like the summer fall, I get really into like burning and um, trying to make things for the one market that I like to do, and usually around like Thanksgiving. So you do the summer markets, and then you do one at, at Thanksgiving time. Yeah, I try to do one big one each year or bigger. Um, I started off small and last year I did my first full weekend. Um, that was awesome. So I'm going to keep trying to do that. And right around Thanksgiving, everyone's thinking Christmas presents and ready for. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Ready for what you're selling. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we've talked a little bit about um, the the ups and downs of it and I love the your idea of not putting a whole lot of pressure on your wood burning um, on, so what do you do on a bad day is do you just take a break or do you um, you know look for inspiration somewhere else um, so on a bad day I just I don't force myself to try to do it because if I do it and I don't feel like doing it the finished product never looks like I want it to. And then that makes me even more like, well, now I really don't want to do it because <laughs> my thing didn't even turn out well. Um, so yeah, I just kind of go with the flow. And if I'm not feeling like wood burning, I don't worry about it. Sometimes that will happen for a few weeks, sometimes longer, sometimes shorter. And eventually some kind of inspiration always strikes. I'll see something or have some kind of moment happen and be like, I really want to wood burn this. And that will like re-inspire everything. Um, that's like one thing about wood burning, it's stuck around. Some, a lot of the other crafts that I like to do or art things, um, it will be just, I'll do it for a month, like really intensely and then I'll never do it again. But wood burning has been like, it always comes back. And do you think that there's something specific about wood burning that makes you want it to come back like that? Yeah, I think it's that I can actually put my thoughts on a canvas and like use them. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just that I can like make my ideas actually come to life. And it's like, different and, than a pencil and paper. Right. And it's like a product that never existed in the world before. It only existed in my mind. And like I can make it exactly how I want it I think I it's probably one of my favorites because I feel like it's what's the easiest for me I guess <laughs> but if it feels good and it's the easiest I mean all about doing what's easiest right yeah, yeah what's most true. functional <laughs> right right yeah yeah um and then what does a really good day of like kids and family and life and wood burning kind of look like and feel like for you when I wood burn I feel like I'm really on um, focused so it's either like a family day or a wood burning day I'm not good at doing like a little bit of wood burning here and there like when I do a project I want to be able to do the entire thing which um kind of can be a problem when you have like being a mom too there's not like you need to break it up a little bit 
But um, yeah, so the ideal wood burning day for me would be wood burning all day, literally all day, probably forgetting to eat like for a long time, just like getting really into it. And then a separately an ideal family day would just be like hanging out all day too. I like to just be in the moment for the entire day. What, whether that's wood burning or family stuff. Right. Yeah. Ideally, but nap time is usually my time. So <laughs> you guys, you take what you can get, right? Yeah. And you, you take that nap time as long as they'll give it to you. Yes. Yes. And then you turn it into quiet time. And you're like, you, you still go up there and you have your hour and I have my hour. <laughs> we are not doing anything this hour still. Yeah. You, you can sleep or not sleep. I don't care. Just give me an hour. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. Well, are you ready for our favorite game here on Peak Pyrography? Yes. Yes. This, I'm is, ready. this is the deserted island game. Mm. Okay. All right. So as a wood burner, you, you're left on a deserted island and you're left there with one type of wood, one burner, one nib, and then one other extra item. What would those be? So let's start with what kind of wood are you burning on? Okay, I'm burning on maple. Maple. For the yeah. for the textures and the Yeah, it's um a little bit harder than basswood, which is nice because it doesn't um like leave marks as easily. And it's really smooth too. So yeah, maple. I'm going so maple. You're you're burning on maple with which burner? With the Walnut Hollow Creative and my trusty whatever tip this is, knife Point, tip, shader, yeah, point, pointed whatever. shader. Yeah. <laughs> I'll Same. look it up and I'll put, I'll put a link in the show notes. I'll get the yeah, right okay. name in there. Yeah. Um, and then what's your extra item that you're taking with you for pyrography or? Can I bring the whole marker pack? Like the, it's a, it's one pack. But, you one know. pack of color. I mean, you, you right. can't just have a red color, right? Right, right. Oh, and please not red. Red is the worst color. <laughs> <laughs> a, a marker pack minus the red then. Minus, yeah, just like the fire engine red and like the basic like grass green. Those two colors are the worst colors ever made in my opinion. So you don't like doing Christmas decorations? <laughs> That's my one exception. I do like Christmas. I'm not like bah humbug about that. But yeah, uh, in day to day besides Christmas, red and green, I don't like and I dislike them even more when they're together. Uh-huh. Yeah, besides Christmas, Christmas, besides is Christmas, time. It, yeah, exceptions yeah. at Christmas time. Right, right, <laughs> right. Cool. Um, so then I, I want to get to a moment of shout outs and community here. And I love to hear from you who some of your favorite accounts to follow are. And maybe they're wood burners, maybe they're pyrography related, maybe they're not. Maybe they're some sort of other business, creative, creator. Um, just who do you like to see when you open up your social media? Um, well, the first one, I just got to go with Rachel at Woodburn Corner, um, because she just like, when I first started burning, that was like the first account that I found. And it was like right during that time where she was doing the Burnt March, Burnt March Challenge. And that really helped me get into um, just trying new ideas and seeing what worked. And it still does that. Like, my ideas, like the air plant holders, I was making those like the actual holder just by itself with nothing on it before yep. that. And I like never even thought to burn on it. And then she hosted that challenge. And I was like, I'm just going to try to put something on here and see what happens. And that turned into a whole thing. So those challenges like really keep me going, I guess, if I'm not knowing where to go next with my ideas. Um, and she's just awesome. She's, I love that she promotes community over competition. That is so cool. I think our Woodburn community on Instagram, I don't, obviously I don't know for sure because I'm not a part of any other art community on Instagram, but it just feels like we have something special. There um, definitely feels like a lot of support and a lot of it, I mean, you see it so much when those burnt challenges come out. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that she has inspired a lot of it. So got to go with Rachel for, yeah, the first one. Um, the second one, there's so many people. There's so many. There um, are so many. And, you know, I I feel guilty every time I ask this by saying, you know, just give me three. But Yeah. Um, because because you're not just saying these are the only people you should follow or these are the only people who I take inspiration from, but yeah, you're just giving us three that you do. Yeah. Okay. My second one then I'm going to go with the business. Um, it's where I get my stickers and they're called make stickers, just simply make stickers. And I love them because they are really trying to help artists get out there and like promote small businesses and like, art art people um they do like a feature they do like a feature sticker and interviews with artists and small business owners and I just think that's really cool so I always get my stickers from them and also they do if you follow them they do like so many good giveaways they'll be like fifty dollars a hundred dollars in stickers and they do them all the time so follow make stickers and they're really cool and they're so do you just send them like a png and then they make stickers make stickers from it yeah right so you send them a picture I'll just send them the literal picture that I took that I post on Instagram and then just say like this is what I was thinking and then they edit it for you and they'll even oh, put words amazing in. yeah they'll put like my, my Allie and Nick's little writing on the edge Wait, let's see if I have one they'll like do this little Allie and Nick's oh perfect yeah and then I'll like crop it and everything and then send it back to you to approve it. And then that's it. Super easy. That's really cool and really accessible, I'm sure, for for many people if you're trying to get stickers. So it's make stickers. Make stickers. Yeah, because I don't have like Photoshop or I don't know how to do that kind of stuff. So it's nice that they just like will do it for you, <laughs> like the cropping and everything. All yeah. That. Yeah. That's yeah. a huge <laughs> service. Yeah, for sure. And okay, my third one, I'm bouncing around here. But I think I'm gonna go with Renee from It's David and Renee um, because she, when I first started too, she was like one of the accounts that like I really connected with her um, just through art and making masks. I was like randomly making masks for a while um, and I love that she's taken her business to like a whole new level with her wood surfaces and like her timber doodle thing and all that. I think like, like all these things, like what you're doing with the podcast, she's providing surfaces. Like there's people popping up that are like providing exactly what we need as wood burners. And I just love it. It's yeah. And, and her content is great and it's, you know, between the art and the wood and you're never disappointed when you get her pieces from right yeah yeah for sure yeah um Allie what is what's one tip or trick that you use all the time that you think is really valuable for anyone else Mm. that's a good question and maybe it's related to markets maybe it's related to pyrography wood burning parenting yeah I think I think I would say just don't put pressure on it. Like, don't worry about if if you go to a market and you don't sell, like you sell one or two things, or maybe if you didn't even sell anything, because like, just think to yourself, what did I get from this? Like, what can I? And we... We lost connection there again real quick. So we will get back to that idea in just a second here. All right, let's try that one more time. So okay. you were saying, you, you were saying, um, what what do I get from it? Even if you didn't make money, what do I get from it? Right, yeah, what did you get from it? Maybe it's knowledge. Maybe you realized some new way to set up or you had a new idea. Maybe it's a connection with somebody. Um, you know, there's always something to take away, even if even if you didn't sell anything. There's always something to be gained from going and putting yourself out there. So I would say just try it. 
Um, another thing that I always think of is somebody, I don't even know where I heard this, but it was like the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The second best time is today. So it's like, maybe you look at somebody's business and you're like, holy cow, I wish like I had all that, but like, just start it. You know, if you want that, just start it. Even if you wish you would have started it 20 years ago, like start it now and it will grow. Yeah. Oh, that's, that is great. Because that's true. 20 years ago, yeah, you wish you'd have started it. But if you don't start it now, then in 20 years, you'll be regretting that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That is great advice. Well, Allie, you've got a couple of um, a couple markets coming up this summer where people can come and find you locally, South Lyon, Michigan. Mm -hmm. And can you remind everyone where you are on the internet? Um, I'm pretty much just on Instagram at Allie and Nick's Crafts. Um, With I'm underscores kind of, between all the words. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Allie underscore and underscore Nick's underscore Crafts. There, there we go. go. Um, I <laughs> just do don't want people to get too. find the wrong Allie and Nick's. Right. Yeah. Um, I do have a Facebook too. Also very neglected. Um, I'm working on it. But if you only have Facebook, then there's an Allie and Nick's page on Facebook. Um, and markets we're doing, I'm doing South Lion and I'll get the dates posted on my page. All right. So we'll, we'll follow you on Instagram and try and keep up with what you're working on. Sounds good. This has been really fun having you on. Thank you for coming. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This is so cool. I'm honored that you even wanted to interview me. <laughs> I, it's been really interesting. I was, I had I didn't know a lot about you. So I've learned a lot about you during this call. And it's been a lot of fun. Cool. Yeah, I never put my face on uh, my page. So this is new. But yeah. (laughs) All right. Peak Pyrography is produced by Fetty Studios and Justine Fetty. Our producer and sound engineer is Kevin Fetty. If you enjoyed today's episode, please like and subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. You can share comments on today's podcast or suggestions for the future on Instagram at peakpyropodcast or via email at peakpyrography at gmail.com. That's P-E-A-K-P-Y-R-O-G-R-A-P-H-Y at gmail.com. Until next time, keep creating. I can't wait to see what you make next.